And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. This play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday, January the 8th. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley. Hope everybody is staying dry, staying safe. We've got uh, some weather coming a little later on. Hopefully we could uh, sneak our way across the 1 o'clock hour and then get home safe as well. Uh, we've got a fun show coming your way. Look, man, usually we book two, three coaching guests and everything. Today we got just one. We got Cornell Scott of the Ellender Patriots who will be joining us at 1145. That's by design because we got some some stuff to yell and scream about. We've got the New Orleans Saints ending their season in a way that only the Saints could. We'll talk about that. LSU gets a commitment from the number one player in the country in the 2025 recruiting class. LSU's got a hella 2025 recruiting class so far, incredible group so far. Um, the women got a big win. The men got a big win. And, oh, yeah, we've got NFL playoff matchups. We've got the national championship game for football. So, basically, what I'm getting at is the noontime hour, 12 to 1, we're going to be t- debating about a bunch of different stuff that happened in the world of sports. But we've got Cornell in the next segment. And now it's time in this segment to catch you up on some of the things that happened over the weekend. What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing. I'm just uh, trying to sound a, a, a little mouse makes. Oh, I don't I heard that Friday. <laughs> yeah, we're catching mice over here. Um, the, the the fatality and, and casualty rate goes up by the day. Borderline of a rat. <laughs> um, yes. Um, let me ask you this, dude, before we get to the scoreboard. Did you realize that the cold fronts get names now? No. I was watching um, the Weather Channel because I wanted to see, okay, can I, can I make it back home? When's the weather going to start? Apparently, this bad weather that we're going to have today is cold front fin. Apparently, they named the winter storms now. So, um, yeah, I thought that was weird and kind of awkward. But, yeah, now we named the cold fronts. And this is uh, like in the Northeast and all that when they got those storms. But, yeah, I, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, that's a bit of fin. a. Finn will Finn be, Balor. Will be yes, Finn Balor will be coming tonight. I know my boy Jonah just heard that, and he just popped. Let's get to our girls' scoreboard from over the weekend. Over the John Curtis Christian Tournament, which otherwise known as the Sugar Bowl Classic, uh, Acadiana beats Ellender 45-19. to These are girls' scores. John Curtis wins a semifinal game against an out-of-state team 45-35, to then loses to Lafayette Christian in the final 68-66. to Lafayette Christian has the Richard girl, who is an LSU commitment, who played two games on Saturday and scored like a combined 83 points or something like that in those two games. She is unbelievably good for a Lafayette Christian team that wins the Sugar Bowl Classic. 4A scores. Let's see. We had Vanderbilt Catholic beat LaGrange 52-44. to That was a consolation game over at the Sugar Bowl. Good win for Coach Coleman and his team. Patterson falls to East Iberville at the East Iberville Tournament 58-25. to Then they also lose to Tara 42-41. to So the Lumberjacks get a couple of losses on Saturday. And that wraps up our local girls basketball scoreboard for games played on Saturday. Now we go to Saturday for the boys. And we could tell you that uh, Bonneville gets a 68-48 to win over E.D. White. On the same day that uh, the Bonneville boys basketball coach welcomes his new child into the world. So congratulations to the entire Bonneville family. They get a 68-48 to win over E.D. White. We had, uh, let's see, scrolling down the list here. Letcher gets a 56-39 to win against North Lake Christian. 
I got to tell you, just kind of putting pieces together, you and I have been speculating who might be the favorite to be the runner-up in our local 4A district. We think Vandeboot is a clear top team. Letcher beat North Lake Christian by 17. South Lafouche lost to North Lake Christian. Maybe we could start to put things together and figure Letcher could be maybe be the inside track to get that runner-up spot. That was over at the St. Charles tournament. South Lafouche falls to the Willow School, 39 to 37. If you're saying who the heck is the Willow School, that's the old Lusher. Uh, they beat the Tarpons 39-37 on a last-second shot at the buzzer. Heartbreaking loss for Coach Brody and his team. But, bro, uh, tournaments, you've often said, you think tournaments are difficult because you got to play three in a row. Well, this St. Charles tournament, you got to play four in a row. Uh, that, that's brutal, man. And the Tarpons dropped the, a very close one against the Willow School. They wrap up their weekend one and three over at St. Charles. Yeah, look, they didn't do the Tarpons any favors traveling four days in a row. That That's extremely hard to do and um again we said it last week you're going over there to uh the game's called a different way and you gotta adjust uh looking at that game uh terrence petrie had a a, <laughs> a steal at midcourt you know going in uncontested layup for the win but lo and behold a foul was called hey so- and uh, yeah, then they hit the shot on the buzzer. Vanderbilt wins the St. Charles tournament, getting a 59-53 to win over the host school. couple of things impressive that Vanderbilt's able to, to win that. But I'm not going to lie to you, brother, and, and I mean this with no disrespect to the folks at St. Charles. If we got any listeners out that way, I don't mean this with any disrespect. I would have thought going in that Vanderbilt would have beat them by more than that. Um, St. Charles is is solid, but I think Vanderbilt's elite. But St. Charles showed me something, man. A, they make it to the finals of their own tournament. B, they play Vanderbilt really close. That was a game that came right down to the end. Not a bad loss for the 2A school, dropping a game by six to the very powerful 4A school. St. Charles has a few pieces in place. They are a well-coached team. Uh, when you play them, your team will be well-scouted. And they do a, a great job over there. And his kids play hard. And they, had a, they got a chance. They're going to give you a chance to win every time. A lot of the times at these tournaments now, we call them tournaments, but they're really not. You just go show up, you play three games, there's no bracket. It's like just a big round robin. But Leon Veal told us Saturday he likes to enter his team into actual bracket tournaments. They go to the Sunkiss tournament. They played St. Charles. And he said, hey, it teaches my guys like playoff situations and what to do down the stretch of single elimination games. Look, Vanderbilt gets a win. That, that can't do anything but help them going forward now that they're going to be you know, heading towards the stretch run because your team's going to have a lot of experience playing games where it's either win or you don't play anymore. And I think that getting that big road win against St. Charles, that's a big character-building win for them. Yeah, look, as a coach during the season, you try and look different ways where you put pressure on your team throughout the season. This is a great way to do it of going into these tournaments with bracket play where you're playing for something in this tournament, not just PowerPoints, but you're playing for uh, to place in a tournament. Yeah. And, and like I said last week, if you win that first-round game, uh, your second-round game is going to be a good matchup PowerPoint-wise because more than likely the team that also won has a good record. No doubt, Donaldsonville defeated Lafayette Renaissance Charter Academy fifty-three to, or excuse me, sixty-three to fifty-eight. Good win for Donaldsonville. We told you about Ed White and Bonneville. Homer Christian School is off in two A. 
And in single A, we didn't have any action. So that's our local. No, I apologize. We did have one. St. James gets a 44 to 40 win over Riverside Academy over in the consolation bracket over at the St. Charles tournament. So a great win there for uh, St. James. Shout out to our guy, Coach Latin. He's helping out with the Wildcats out there. They got a four point win over Riverside. Now, today, we were scheduled to have some games on our local schedule today. Um, but old Finn had some other plans. <laughs> After school, extracurricular activities. Uh, have been washed in both Lafouche and Terrebonne. I got a feeling a lot of these games in New Orleans and the surrounding areas are going to be the same. I think we're going to get here tomorrow and be looking at the scoreboard and seeing a lot of P's next to the games, meaning postponed, or C's, meaning cancellations. I don't think we're going to have a whole lot today. Maybe North Louisiana, Central Louisiana, but in the southeast and southwest regions, I don't think we're going to be playing a whole lot of basketball today. Yeah, and it's going to come into play. Some schools, uh, if you're playing a team with it's not a district game with no wins and the team has a bunch of wins, you might want to just say, let's go ahead and cancel it. Some may want to postpone, but we'll see what the Tarpons will do. It's a non-district game against the Gators, and uh, we'll, we'll see if they try and make it up late in the year. We talked about this on Saturday for the Sports Corner, but for those who are only play-by-play listeners who don't catch the Saturday show, got to take a trip back to Friday Central Lafouche goes on the road and beats Terrebonne to open up our local 5A district schedule. Uh, the Trojans were down by like seven points in the fourth quarter and just started playing well. Just started really locking up on defense, making some shots. And we kind of, in our 5A district, think that there's going to be a lot of parity and it's going to be who does a lot of the situational stuff. Coach Gage Griffin and his team got a huge win, 55-50. to And now Terrebonne's 0-2 and they've got to figure out some things it's going to be that type of district where a team's going to go on a little run, win three or four in a row, then maybe lose two or three in a row. There's going to be a lot of ebbs and flows. And case in point, I think most folks would have agreed Hanville on paper was probably the most advanced. They got beat Friday by East St. John, 64-60. to 60. There's going to be some weird stuff happening there. Yeah, and look, a big game tomorrow, HL and East St. John. I think the winner of that game is going to be sitting – Sitting good in district because that's they're one of the, the top maybe three or four teams uh, in that district race. So I think the winner of that game is going to have a, an upper hand. No doubt. Let, look, let's catch our first commercial break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to chat with Coach Cornell Scott and the Ellender Patriots. His team went out to Monroe uh, this past weekend and they split a couple of games out there. Um, we'll ask him about that. And then also they've got a big one at home tomorrow against E.D. White. So we'll be chatting about the Ellender Patriots in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. 
Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! business deserves the highest quality internet connection and phone service. Rev Business offers you the best at a great price. Delivered on an all-fiber network and backed by our local support teams who have been going that extra mile for 85 years. Rev Business wants to show you the power of hosted phone service and Metro E, direct connections between your locations. For a limited time, get three months free. Some restrictions may apply. Visit us at letsrev.biz. Rev Business. So we got all sorts of moving parts here uh, on play-by-play. So confused. But but I think so much the listeners who are listening to us talk about this stuff and are giving us information. During the commercial break, we found out that South LaFouche is making up their game with South Terrebonne. That was scheduled for tonight, tomorrow night at HL Bourgeois at 7 o'clock. Brooke and Marla, thanks for the text note because we did get clarification. Whenever they sent me that, I was like, what? H.L. Bourgeois is playing home tomorrow. Well, we texted Coach Andrew Kiowet. They have moved their Tuesday game to Wednesday. So H.L. Bourgeois is playing Wednesday against East St. John at home as opposed to Tuesday. Um, So just some reschedule information there. The Tarpons and South Terrebonne tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, varsity only against uh, South Terrebonne at H.L. Bourgeois. H.L. Bourgeois will now play East St. John on Wednesday at home as opposed to it being scheduled on Tuesday at home. So, got all sorts of pieces flying around. But we go to the phone lines now for the first time today, and we have Ellen, their boys, basketball coach, Coach Cornell Scott on the line. Coach, good morning. How are we doing? Hey, good morning. Doing good well. Good, man. Look, your, your team went out on the road, played in Monroe, got a victory over General Trask, and then lost a close one to Sterlington. Talk about the way your boys play, man. You've won three out of five. Pretty good stretch for your team. Yeah, they're starting to pick it up a little bit. We're starting to get a little better. Uh, wish we would have won that last one. Uh, but my young guy is still trying to learn how to win and close battles. But uh, very proud of them. Coach, you got E.D. White tomorrow. You're going to be at home. I've seen E.D. White. They're very sound. They're very disciplined. They play hard. How do you guys match that intensity that they're going to bring and take the fight to them a little bit? Yes, it's going to be tough for us because uh, Coach Keith does a great job over there with those guys. Uh, you know, we're just going to have to uh, make sure we we are very sound on defense and kind of control the game and uh, and let our defense make our offense. For sure, man. Look, we've talked about this throughout the course of the season. It's a young group. It's a group that doesn't have a whole lot of varsity experience. And you've said openly, hey, man, we just want the kids to keep getting better, keep pulling in the same direction. We're a little bit past the midway point. Are you pleased with the way that you guys have developed so far? I am, yeah, because uh, I've, I've seen them make the turn. You know, I don't have any guys that played varsity last year, so uh, 
I'm seeing the I'm seeing the growth that they're having right now, and and I'm pretty excited about the future with the, with this group. Coach, I got to tell you, man, I saw uh, is it Oaklawn over the weekend? I think that's one of your feeder schools, and boy, they they're yes, it is very very talented, brother. You should be super excited about what's coming. So what I'm getting at is you have a young group you're not using a whole lot are losing a, a, a whole lot, but then you're going to be adding what's coming up in seventh and eighth. Like you guys may be a little down this year. I don't think that's going to last very long though. <laughs> no, man, you can't tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, they have a good group over there. One of my friends, uh, Kenyatta Douglas is the coach over there. So uh, he's doing a great job with those kids. He's, he's getting them to buy into the system and we pretty much do the same thing. So it's going to be a thing where uh, it's not going to be a rebuild after this year. It's going to be a reload because uh, they have some kids that can really go, and, and I'm excited about getting those kids in. I've uh, got E.D. White, as we said a second ago, on your home floor. Then after that, it's another kind of extended break for you guys. You wouldn't have another game until January the 23rd against Touchdown. And we've had, we talked about this with you over the holidays. You're going to have two whole weeks to just kind of get in the lab and, and shore some things up. What are some areas you guys are going to be working on during that break? Uh, a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of skill work, uh, a lot of attention to detail on our defense, and just getting the kids to understand, you know, going into district, I want them to uh, be sound. You know, we have a couple of teams that we need to uh, to battle with, so – uh, I kind of did this intentionally, and, and I've never done it before, but I knew I was going to have a group, and, and I knew it was going to be making a term, and I wanted to kind of put them in a situation where, okay, now we get to go dissect what we've done and, and how we can even get it even better. What's the mood of the guys like? You guys are 6-13. and 13. That's kind of uncharacteristic for y'all. But as I said a minute ago, man, in the last eight games, you were 5-3, and three, so lately you've been playing better. Are the kids kind of understanding, hey, it's a process and we're going to just keep chipping away? They are. They are. And, uh, and, and, and they're bought into it. So that's the key. If a team could buy into it, you know, we're still getting better and, you know, playing, playing hard. So uh, as long as they keep doing that, we're going to be fine. And uh, we're going to see in these next couple of games how we fare. Man, uh, heading into this district, I think most folks would agree that Vanderbilt on paper is probably going to be the pretty strong favorite. But after that, to see who's going to be, you know, maybe directly behind them, I think it's wide open. I think you guys are going to be in the mix. Lutcher's going to be in the mix. It's a district where, outside of the big dog at the top, everybody's kind of pretty much the same. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Uh, everybody is pretty much the same. So you know, uh, everybody's battling and trying to get to where Vanderbilt's at, and uh, they're doing good over there. But you know, uh, we're going to give them a test when we get to them and, and see where we fall. For sure, man. Uh, look, how important um, is this final stretch for you all? Because you, you, like we said, you've started to build some momentum. You want to finish strong, carry that momentum into the offseason. Got some very winnable games coming up. How important is it for you guys to take care of those and kind of keep that train rolling in the right direction? It's very important. We just want to end the season on a good, strong, powerful note. You know, uh, you know, we are gaining a little traction. You know, but we just we just look into uh, make sure that. We steady, steadily increase on on some of the things that we've been working on, and uh, let that carry us over. You know, uh, we right outside the playoff. Uh, you know, that is a goal for my kids, and you know, I, I kind of set it for them coming this new year. You know, uh, like you right there, like if you want it, let's go get it. That was going to be the next question. Is I was going to ask if you guys paid much attention to the numbers. You guys are currently sitting at thirty fourth. 
But it's not out of the question that you can make that jump into the top 28, but you just answered it a second ago. It sounds like that's you know one of the big goals that your team has going forward. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely, you know, making a district, uh, doing well in district and uh, making a playoffs, that's, that's important to us. And we want to make sure that, you know, I want to make sure I give my guys the opportunity to actually do that. Sounds like a winner, man. Well, look, Coach, we thank you so much for the time. We're going to see you around. Have a great rest of the day, buddy. Okay, you too. Yep, there's Coach Cornell Scott with the Patriots doing a good job here on play-by-play. His team is 5-3 and three in their last eight games, and it really isn't out of the realm of possibility that they could get hot down the stretch. They're 34th. They've got to climb to 28. There's about a two-and-a-half-point difference there. But if you start winning some games, maybe beat Lutcher and you know get, some, get hot in district, they can maybe climb that ladder. And for them this year, the recipe is very simple. Just keep plugging away, keep getting better, keep making improvements. And lately they have. They're 5-3 and three in their last eight, got a big overtime win against South Lafouche, almost beat an 11-win Sterlington team out in Monroe. The Patriots are getting better, and, and, and as I said a minute ago, they're so young. And watching Oakland this past weekend at the middle school tournament, they're going to have some dudes there for the next several years. Yeah, Coach Scott's right. Uh, district play, they're going to have to win some games. You got to beat Assumption right now. They zero and twelve. You have to beat a Morgan City team has five wins. They're five and ten, so that's some uh, critical games. And uh, I think if they want to get in, they're gonna have to beat South Lafourche again, which is uh, they get them at home or, or wherever they're terrible and where they can play their home games. But uh, a Tarpon team's getting better too. No doubt about that. Tarpons are getting better, and I, I still say that I think the team that's kind of laying in the weeds are the Lutcher Bulldogs. They are 8-9. and nine. They have won three games in a row. They beat Ascension Christian, beat the Willow School, and beat North Lake Christian over the weekend. They went 3-1 and one at the St. Charles Tournament. I saw them play against Bruley at E.D. White, and Bruley put it on them, 70-47. to 47. But for about two and a half quarters, that was a close game. Lutcher's got some good athletes. They're kind of the mystery team, right? Morgan City looks to be a little down. Ellender's certainly not what they were. South Terrebonne looks to be a little down. Assumption is winless. I think Lutcher's that team that maybe can make a little bit of some noise here if they continue their recent stretch of good play. Yeah, if you look at it, I think the district would come down between uh, Lutcher and Vanderbilt because Lutcher has some size, uh, quickness. It may be uh, matchup problems with Vanderbilt, possibly. They would match up, I think, better with them than some of the other teams in the district. But um, these other teams, can if you're not ready, they can sneak up and beat you any night. So if you're Leon Veal and you're 15-3 and three right now and your team is playing well, you just won a tournament championship, and look, in the next week or so, they've got some really tough games. They're going to Country Day. They're going to Terrebonne. But then when they get into district, it lightens up for them immensely. They play the district schedule. Then they got a non-district with MLK Charter that they will be heavily favored. A non-district with Destrahan, which, frankly, they should cancel. Um, if you're Coach View, the final month of the year, you're going to be favored heavily in every one of your games. How It almost becomes like the Gonzaga thing in the NCAA tournament, right? Everybody always wants to pick Gonzaga. They play in this small conference, win every game by 30 or 40, then they get into the tournament, it's like they don't know what to do in a close situation. How, if you're Vanderbilt right now, do you focus on getting better when you're going to be so heavily favored? How do you make sure your team's not developing bad habits during that stretch? That's the thing, and no disrespect to any other team out there that's on their schedule, but Vanderbilt is the better team. Let's face it. 
the challenge is for Coach Vio and his staff is do not play down to your competition. You got to worry about you, what you do right, what you've been doing good all season. Continue doing those things, and you can't play down to a, a lower level because if you do, they can sneak out. You can get beat. So their district, it, I think. Uh, I know if I was in that little pressure wise, maybe you put more pressure on yourselves. So make sure you don't play down to your competition because the teams you're playing against, they're coming after you. Yeah. You know, you all Vanderbilt's a team and they're coming after you. So you're going to have to be ready to play. And it's going to be uh, a job to, to have you guys ready to play each and every night. And I think once you get out of tournament, tournament play, where you can focus on on one, two teams in a week instead of like maybe five, I, I think that'll help them out also. For sure. And you know what else will help them out? Having Josiah Johnson and Jordan Matthews and Jaden Coleman oh, yeah. and Jared Coleman and Jalen Coleman. That that helps them out a lot, too. There's the sheer depth and strength in numbers. Look, want to give a shout-out to our local middle school teams. I brought it up a couple of times with Cornell. I spent, oh, about three, four hours on Saturday over at the Raceland um, New Year's uh, Tournament. Very impressed, man. Uh, lots and lots of talent. Homa Junior High is really good. Oakland's really good. Hell, locally, I was impressed with LCO. They played with Homa Junior High for two and a half quarters. Very close and competitive game. Golden Meadow plays hard. Like I was really impressed. I, and one of the teams that impressed me the most, Montague Middle. You don't even ever talk about them. They got a win over Morgan City. So South Terrebonne's going to be getting some guys going forward. It was super cool to be in the gym there and – um Kind of see the next generation of talent, the next wave, so to speak. I think a lot of our local teams are in good hands going forward. Yep, and our middle school coverage will be starting pretty soon. Can't not wait. sure uh, this week, but if, for sure if not this week, I'm pretty sure uh, next week we'll have a uh, middle school coverage. Can't wait. Let's catch a break when we get back. We've got to talk about the New Orleans Saints. The Saints won yesterday. Super Bowl! Beat the Atlanta Falcons by a zillion. We should be celebrating and be happy. You take some momentum into the offseason, but the final stretches of that game were very awkward, to say the least. I'll give my thoughts. I'm sure Coach Colley will give his thoughts. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. 
Price is priority. No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie, but we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco game feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis Outdoor Apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie. If you suffer from neck or back pain, get relief from the experts at Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. We'll start with an evaluation and develop a treatment plan just for you. We offer non-surgical treatment options and if needed, minimally invasive surgery, which can mean a quicker recovery. Get relief from neck and back pain and get back to work and play with Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. Call 985-493-4501. Been looking forward to this segment since oh, about 3 o'clock yesterday. I'm sure you are. The New Orleans Saints get a 48-17 to win over the Atlanta Falcons yesterday. Remember, we went over all the scenarios of what New Orleans has to do, what has to happen around the league for them to get into the playoffs. Well, the first door that they pulled on was locked. Tampa Bay beat Carolina, so your division hopes are washed away. So, you had a second door that you could turn the handle on. That also was locked. Green Bay gets the win against Chicago, moves into the playoffs. Even had Green Bay lost, Seattle came back and won. So Seattle would have gone to the playoffs had Green Bay been defeated. But New Orleans gets a 48-17 to win over Atlanta. And when you beat your rival by 30-plus to end your season and you win four out of five to end your season, the tone and the rhetoric should probably be, hey, you're taking some momentum into the offseason. And then the last couple of minutes of the game happened against Atlanta. Teron Matthew gets an interception late in the game. I don't know how in the hell he didn't score. It looked like he was walking into the end zone. I could have ran faster than he did at the end of that play. He gets tackled at the one-yard line. Dennis Allen sends the offense out onto the field. Victory formation. The game's over. You're winning 41-17. to Game's over. Derek Carr's out of the game because you're winning by a ton. Jameis Winston is in the game. Apparently in the offensive huddle or on the sidelines, whatever, the team decided against the coach's wishes, they wanted to score another touchdown. Jamal Williams specifically is who they wanted to get a touchdown for. He went the entire season without having one until the end. Dennis Allen gets wind of this, says, no, sit on the ball, kneel it, game's over. In the offensive huddle, Jameis Winston does a Rudy and says, no, to hell with you, coach, we're scoring. They line up in a victory formation. The Falcons are not blocking because they think it's going to be a kneel-down play. The Saints blow them off of the ball, and Jamal Williams scores a touchdown to make it 48-17. to Arthur Smith, after the game, who has since been relieved of his duties, but more about that in just a second, was animated and vocal, and he told Dennis Allen what he thought. Dennis Allen, after the game, first thing he did at his press conference, he apologized to Atlanta, said, hey, that's not what should have happened. So... Now you're a New Orleans Saints team that heads into the offseason. A, having not made the playoffs for the third straight year despite being in a terrible division. B, 
not making the playoffs for the third straight year despite a terrible division and an easy schedule. C, have now proven that their locker room is broken because the team rebelled against the coach's wishes and did what they wanted to do at the end of the game and was unapologetic about it. Jameis Winston's asked about it at the end. Of the, he said, oh, man, no, I don't regret what we did. We did what we, you know, it was a team decision. Cam Jordan coming out and tweeting, oh, hey, we love it. Olave tweeting, oh, that's awesome. Kamara tweeting, that was great. We love that. It was a Bush League move, but it's even more Bush League, the fact that the team has told you publicly that guy y'all got with that headset on, we don't listen to him. We do what we want to do. But that guy over there with the headset on that has no control over his team in his locker room is going to be back next year. Yesterday, after a 31-point win over the Atlanta Falcons, I was more sure than ever before that New Orleans should fire Dennis Allen into oblivion, and they're not going to, despite what I think, Coach, was the ultimate red flag and the ultimate slap in the face of the fact that he said, Neil, they said, to hell with you, we're scoring, and you're going to still bring this joker back, even though he has no respect in the locker room, no command of his team, and it doesn't look like anything's going to change to try to replace him and remove him from the locker room. Well, a couple of things. Uh, Arthur Smith okay, expressed his... His concerns after the game, uh, knowingly, I think he knew he wasn't coming back. Sure. He was done. So he can he was going to say whatever he wanted didn't matter. Jameis Winston, I think, knows he's not coming back. So kind of like, you know what? I'm going to do the hell I want. I'm, I'm, that's... Uh, it's uncalled for. If it let, and we're talking off the air. If you want to go line up and score, score. Be a man. Yes. Line up in a yes. in a formation and regular formation and try and score. Oh, I want to get Williams a chance. He how many times he had chances to score? Look and I, and did not. If Jamal Williams needed sixteen games, three quarters. And 13 minutes to get one touchdown, maybe that's a guy we shouldn't be going out of our way to get a garbage touchdown for. And look, maybe if it's for, to get a bonus, maybe. And look, I have no problem if you want to score at the end of a game and do it, but yes. line up like you want a play yes. and run it. This nonsense about going in victory formation could get people hurt. Yes. The Falcons weren't blocking. You, you standing up. You, okay, they're not running a the play. They're going to kneel. Jameis Winston should be cut today. Bottom line. And, oh, it's a team decision. A knucklehead, you had the ball. You're the quarterback. You're the leader on that field. It's you. And you're going to go against what the coach – because all these other guys – Offensive lineman could have said, hey, man, it's the score. It, I think it, it's Winston. He has, no, man, we got to respect taking knee. Refused to do it. Put, a, I think, a black eye on this organization, the way they ended that game and the way they ended their season. He should be gone. And look, the the tone on social media is, oh, man, screw the Falcons. To hell with her. Run up the score. Huh, they would do it to us. I guarantee you the Falcons, first and foremost, yes, who cares? 
And the second thing is, again, I'm not saying that scoring was the wrong thing to do. I'm not. It's professional football. Do what you want to do. I'm saying that lining up in the victory formation and running a trick play to score is Bush League. The Falcons were lined up thinking the game is over. They were not firing out. You blow them off the ball and score a touchdown with Jamal Williams. That's uncalled for. What would have happened if one of those defensive linemen for Atlanta would have got hit and broken ribs or broken an arm or a leg? Or That's uncalled for. When you're in the victory formation, you're sending out the vibes and the body language of this game is over. Now when you're going to instead score a touchdown on top of that and have half of your football team on Twitter applauding that decision at the end of the game, maybe that's why you're 9-8 and eight and are going to be watching everybody else play this weekend. Maybe that's why in the preseason when they did that study and found out nobody was watching any film or anything, maybe that's the reason why for three years in a row you're watching everybody else despite having things go your way that should have gotten you into the playoffs. Maybe some of those things are the reason why you're stuck in the middle and don't have any room to climb in the future. Maybe that's why. And look, and we're going to see in the, in the next couple of days if Dennis Allen has any type of control. Because if Winston's still a part of this team, to me, he has no control over anything. So, so that's, that was what a question I wanted to ask you. Let's say you were a coach for a long time. Let's say you told your team, all right, tonight we're playing man. And on the first possession, your team said, nope, we're playing zone and got in a 2-1-2 or 2-3, whatever type of zone you want to use. You call a timeout after you got the ball back. Hey, guys, I said we're playing man. Next possession, nope, we're running zone. And that happened over and over and over and over again. And the people above you didn't allow you to fix the problem how the hell does he not just resign? Yep. Like, how does, as, as a man with pride, how does he not just resign knowing that the team that I coach doesn't have to do what I tell them to do because they ain't going to cut the players. It's a player run league. And now you don't have any power within the organization. Why are you even still there? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would, you'd hear a buzzer going off. I'd have five new subs going in. <laughs> So they wouldn't have a chance to do it a, a second time. And, and look, I got a warning for for all, all you Saints fans out there. Because in the middle of the year, I think it was 50-50. Okay, Allen's going to be back, maybe, maybe not. But I think it was like 90-10, but they're going to get rid of Carmichael. Maybe they ain't getting rid of Carmichael. The way I agree the, with you. The way that the last couple of games went, where you win four out of five, you score 48 points in Atlanta, I'm going to tell you right now, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. This is what's going to happen. They're going to go into the offseason. They're going to tell all of us that the reason why the offense stunk at the beginning of the year was because Derek Carr was hurt. Oh, he had broken ribs. He had a sore shoulder. He was concussed. That's the reason why the offense was broken. They're going to bring Pete back. They're going to bring Dennis Allen back. They're going to fine-tune and tweak the roster slightly, and next year you're getting the same old recipe for the same old rotten gumbo and ain't a thing changing, Bubba. Nothing. I agree. I I, I think Carmichael's coming back. And, yeah, they, they perform better toward the end of the season than, you know, Derek Carr. It took us 16 weeks to figure out everybody's schedule. Schedule? What are you talking about? <laughs> They're scheduled to stay or come early or stay late and work on certain things. And my goodness, 16 weeks to figure that out. And 
if and look, I was a Jameis Winston fan. I think he was great uh, in the locker room. He he don't want to play, or he's just if you got Derek Carr that's hurt, and you're gonna play. I don't care if it's a sixty or seventy percent Derek Carr over somebody that's a hundred percent healthy. You don't belong in the NFL. And he pulls that stunt yesterday. That guy should be toast. Done. So now it brings up a bigger discussion. You and I differ and disagree often on the tank versus no tank thing. New Orleans finished the year strong. They won four out of five. They still didn't make the playoffs. But in the process, I think they saved their head coach's job. And I just said a second ago, I think they saved their offensive coordinator's job. On the reverse side of that is Atlanta, who finished 7-10. and 10. They have already fired Arthur Smith and will be trying something new. Reportedly, if Bill Belichick gets let go in New England, that's a spot where he wants to be. You've got some very good weapons on this team. Bijan Robinson is a great running back. Algier Patterson, you've got three running backs. Drake London at receiver. Kyle Pitts. You've got some dudes in this locker room that are really good. I think Atlanta by making some of the changes that the Saints will not make, are going to climb past New Orleans in the offseason. They got salary cap space and some different stuff like that. I think that their urgency of trying to make a move is going to pay off as opposed to New Orleans, who's just stagnant, going to keep all doing the same same old stuff, think, expecting different results. I applaud Atlanta. You don't like your coach? You don't think he's doing a good job? Adios. They fired him before midnight last night. And look, Atlanta's a quarterback away from being better than the Saints right now. If they had a better quarterback, I mean, the guy they had yesterday is young. He's going to get better. But if they had a seasoned veteran in there right now, I think they're better than the Saints. Uh, Still, everybody, uh, you know, Derek Carr, four touchdown passes, a couple of them passes, those receivers just made plays. Sure. Balls on the throne, and they just made plays on it. One of them. Ball got tipped. He caught it. I mean, uh, they caught some breaks, but um, I I just don't see this organization making moves. If if you don't get rid of Winston after this stunt, everyone's safe. They know that they could do what they want, yeah, and there will be no repercussions. Everyone's safe. They, that's why Carmichael. It, you can make a statement right now. I mean, Casey, if you're a head coach and they just flat out ignore what you're telling them to do on national TV and gets you embarrassed, the other coaches attacking you after the game, heads should are going to roll. What that says about just their character and what they think of their, their head coach even on a personal left to put him, oh, I apologize to him. Take it and you know what you can do with that apology. Dennis Allen was embarrassed on national TV with another coach coming after his tail. So so now let me ask you this. One of the things that I'm seeing thrown out there is I think that there are more people that agree with you and I than what we think we see a loud majority of Saints fans. Oh, that's awesome. Screw the Falcons. But I do think that there are a lot of rational people who think they handled this poorly. But there are also some people who are saying on social media that Dennis Allen should have not thrown his guys under the bus. He should have maybe just said, Hey, I should have communicated that better. Uh, we made a mistake instead of like actively calling out his guys. 
Do you take offense to the fact that he was so vocal and open of saying, like, hey, they screwed up. It wasn't me. It was them that screwed up. Like, part of me thinks, like, you should maybe have your guys back a little bit more than what he did. Have their back if they're going to respect you. Yeah. I mean, I'm calling a play here. You don't respect me, and I'm supposed to go out and have your back? Yeah, that's uh, a fair point. I, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. New Orleans has their schedule announced for next season, not the order or the dates, but they'll be home against all the division opponents. They'll be home against the Eagles, Commanders, Broncos, Raiders, Rams, and Browns, a.k.a. playtime is over. That's a brutal stretch. They'll be away against all the division opponents. They'll be away against Dallas, the Giants, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Packers. Ain't no easy time is over. <laughs> next year's schedule is going to be tough. And we'll see how New Orleans navigates that. In the meantime, congratulations to Tampa Bay winning the South. Washington Commanders. Yes, Black Monday. Ron Rivera. Uh, yeah, Ron Rivera has been uh, ixnayed. Staley has been uh, canned. The Panthers are looking. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how many vacancies they end up having. Look, let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We'll talk about um, LSU recruiting and also some other things that are happening around Baton Rouge and beyond. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa wants you to join them for the Start of Something New sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It's a grand new year, so get a great deal on your new dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Whether you live in New Orleans or New Roads, Cheneyville or Lake Charles, agriculture makes a big difference in your daily life. That's why the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is here to protect our precious food supply chain at the local, state and national levels. Become a part of our grassroots network. Visit LAFarmBureau.org to join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Boy, some big, big news broke on Saturday involving the LSU football team as they get a commitment from the number one player in the country um, in the class of 2025 with Bryce Underwood committing to LSU. Um, You know, what's the power of winning a Heisman Trophy two out of four years? Well, that power comes in now. You've got the number one quarterback and the number one overall player committed to you. You have the number one receiver, DeCorian Moore, committed to you. You have the number one running back, Harlem Berry, committed to you. So in your next recruiting class, you got number one quarterback, number one receiver, number one running back, a.k.a. your offense is looking good going into the future. The Tigers currently have the number one class in the country. 
for 2025. Now it's early. It's super early. These guys could still decommit and do all the crazy stuff that they do. But Underwood said, hey, I watched Jaden Daniels play. I love the way that they used them. I want to be part of that. And LSU gets a big, big fish. Bryce Underwood, a Michigan guy committing to the Tigers over Michigan. That's big time, man. That's really good stuff. Super excited to see him get on campus someday and hopefully make a mark in Baton Rouge. Yeah, well, uh, Mich- Michigan, their coach won't be there tomorrow. So, Let's talk about that. College football playoff national championship game is tonight. We got Michigan taking on Washington. And the birds continue to chirp. There are a lot of folks that are saying that Harbaugh will be a candidate in Washington. There are a lot of folks saying Harbaugh will be a candidate in Chicago where he played. Folks are speculating Las Vegas Raiders. Folks are speculating Los Angeles Chargers. I'm of the belief that his agent might be using some of this as leverage to get a big deal at Michigan. But you just said your thoughts a second ago. You think Harbaugh is for sure leaving Michigan. I'm not as sold. Um, Do you think tonight's it for him, old khakis? Do you think he's going to be leaving the, the college ranks? Yeah, I just think there's too much heat coming on him. He he's gonna. He needs. I mean, God, six games he was suspended. <laughs> just leave. They're a five and a half point favorite today against Washington. I was talking about this today with with one of my cousins. Um, shout out to to Mike if you're listening. This is the first time, kind of in a long time. And maybe it's because there's two non-SEC teams, so I'm not as familiar with the two teams as I normally are. Or maybe it's just the fact that it's a really evenly matched game. But usually, like if it was last year, Georgia and TCU, I went into the game saying, all right, Georgia's going to beat the hell out of them. And that's exactly what happened. When LSU played Clemson, I was feeling really good going in. Like Clemson don't have the horses here. LSU should win decisively, and they did. Alabama and some of the years that they've won it, you know, you feel really strongly going in. Alabama's going to win this. It probably won't be very close, and that's usually how it went down. Tonight, I don't really have a lean either way. Both teams are 14-0. and Washington's going to want to throw the ball down the field. They're going to want to get Penix to, you know, make some really big plays. Michigan's going to play more of a pro-style, run-heavy. Uh, West Coast, J.J. McCarthy throwing short passes. This is going to be a very interesting game. Las Vegas has Michigan favored by five over under 55 and a half. And for the first time, Coach, in a long time, we approach a national championship game where I don't know who's going to win, and I don't really have a strong lean who's going to win. I think it's going to be a game that could potentially come down to the wire. But I also wouldn't be surprised either way if it was lopsided. If Washington's offense gets rolling, Michigan has to play from behind, I could see Washington winning by a couple of touchdowns. I could also see Michigan running it down Washington's throat, getting pressure on Penix, and them winning by a couple of touchdowns. There's a lot of intrigue there. I don't know how it's going to go down tonight. I'm completely uncertain when when we head to the national championship game tonight. Yeah, look, if Michigan can dominate the line of scrimmage like they did offense and defense against Alabama, it, it would be kind of hard to to go against Michigan. But I think Washington's offense, they just they looked so fast last week. And uh with Penix, I think he can the deep ball, he can put it on the money. And I just I think he'll how could a smarter quarterback than Milrow was last week. 
And I think he'll <laughs> he'll uh, he'll get himself out of situations a lot quicker, I think, and uh, he'll be ready for that defensive rush coming at him. And that's why I give the edge to Washington. I tell you, I, I'm rooting for Washington for a couple of reasons because, and look, it has nothing to do with me not liking Michigan. The truth is I root for Michigan over Ohio State because I can't stand Ohio State. I just think it would be kind of neat if in the year 2024 where we're all about NIL and transfer portal and the kids want to go play in the South and warm weather and USC's in the portal and, you know, Southern California, I think it would be cool if a team from Washington would win the national championship. So I'm rooting for them tonight because they're not a blue blood at all. I think it would be unique, but I kind of lean Michigan in the game. Yeah, uh, look, it's gonna. it should be a good game. I, I don't see a blowout, either, especially if Michigan wins. I don't think it will be a blowout. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good game. Our only concern right now for this game is will we have power? <laughs> with all the hype of the weather coming will we have power to watch this game well i could tell you a trick and do, do you own an ipad mm-hmm. okay keep it charged that's what i'm doing right now i'm charging mine getting it to 100 if we don't have power you could watch the game on the espn app on your ipad if assuming that you know we still have a roof and Assuming that the uh, that fan protects us and keeps us safe, but yeah, that'll be on ESPN tonight. That should be a whole lot of fun. I'm curious to see what the NCAA does with Michigan, as we talked about this Saturday. The NCAA is the governing body that sanctions college athletics. They also are becoming kind of toothless. They don't have any stake in the college football playoff. If Michigan wins and the NCAA decides later, hey, you guys got to forfeit that title. Are they going to even acknowledge the association? Because they don't have to if they don't want to. Um, a very interesting couple of months ahead here, and I think that it's going to shape the future of college athletics. I think it's going to shape where Harbaugh ends up. I think it's going to shape Michigan's program going forward. I'm curious to see what happens punishment-wise once the season ends with those Wolverines. What what Michigan did, I mean, Harbaugh's going to see he had no – idea what was going on like do we agree first and foremost that what they did is far worse than paying a recruit back in the old days when that was illegal yeah that yeah okay i i mean because that's way worse than giving a recruit a thousand dollars on his official visit like you're getting an assistant coach to get media credentialed under a name that's not his pretending to be someone he's not pretending to cover games that he's not just so he could get sideline access to steal other teams' signs, that's borderline a crime. And M- yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, they had people years ago, not that many years back, but arrested for stealing yep. things. That, uh, you had to go, but this guy didn't act alone. Come on, there's no way. He did it on his own. I'm with you, bro. I, <laughs> and, and if he did, okay, he has to let somebody know, okay, they're getting ready to do this, so they can do this. Well, well, here's well, how you know. Here's the thing. Yeah, so I think it's worse if they don't know. 
Because the phrase that the NCAA likes to use is lack of institutional yep. control. And if you have an assistant coach that's going on trips around the country and forging his name and and you don't know that that's happening, to me that's worse than if you were part of it and were helping him organize it because you have a situation then almost like the Saints where your staff is doing whatever the hell they want and you don't have any control over it. To me, playing the card of, oh, I didn't know, is worse than just fessing up and saying, yeah, we screwed up, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean, they knew to play better than Melrose knew it. <laughs> you and I might have known some things more than Milro in that championship game. So that one will be out in Houston tonight, uh, 6.30 start time. Hopefully, as Coach said, the weather will hold up for us and we'll be able to, to catch it on, on early start, too. Early start time out in Houston. Good. And, uh, can't wait to see that one shake out. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to talk about some things that happened over the weekend. LSU women got a big win uh, Draymond Green comes out of NBA jail. We'll talk about all of those things. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Education. Prevention. Care. At Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute, we're committed to impacting future generations through promoting healthcare education and disease prevention. Our team specializes in athletic injury prevention and post-care, using the latest techniques to help athletes perform at their best and stay in the game or get them back in action. Discover more about how Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute provides healthcare for our community at tghealthsystem.com. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackage. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, I got you. Beads, doubloons, and music. Down here, it's all part of carnival season. Come get a taste of Mighty Gras and celebrate this season by playing $1 King Cake Crew from the lottery. Went up to $2,000. $2,000? Let the good times roll! That's right. Or join the parade with your crew and play $2 My Marty Crew with the top prize of a whopping $14,000. Dance to the beat of the drums and kick off your Mardi Gras season with King Cake Crew and my Mardi Crew from the lottery. Went up to $14,000. There's no season like Mardi Gras and nothing like the Mardi Gras scratch-offs from the lottery. Pick up yours today at any lottery retailer. Must be at least 21 to purchase. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive-through. No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. 
Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Chain says, Go Tarpons! Welcome back to Play by Play here. We got about a half hour or so left. Hope everybody's staying dry. Looking at the results here, it, or the radar here, it uh, it looks like everything's going to hold off for a little while. Um, saw some interesting news today. Um, and boy, this is going to be kind of awkward to see going forward. When you think of the words Tiger Woods, what are what, what comes to your mind first? Oh, getting hit by his wife with a golf club. Okay. What do you think of second? Best golfer. Okay, yeah. What do you think of third? He's rich. Fourth? Well, you kind of touched there. Fourth. I'm going to give you five tries. Oh, his son. Okay. What's the last one? Uh, I don't like him. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, one of the things I thought you would say, but you kind of touched on when you said very rich, Nike, red oh, shirt, yeah, Nike yeah. check, Nike That's hat right. on Sundays. He ended his partnership today with Nike after a 27-year run. I'm wow! Surprised that Nike had not signed him to a lifetime contract. Usually, with iconic athletes, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, they do. Um, but Tiger Woods announced today on social media that he is no longer going to be a Nike athlete going forward, but he did say that he is excited to announce another deal in the future with another company. But, boy, it's going to be weird to see him in Under Armour or Adidas or whatever he chooses and not see that Nike check on his shirt anymore. That's going to be really awkward. It's going to take a little while to get used to that. (laughs) He's going to be richer. Yes, even richer and probably more disliked by by Coach Conley. Um, College basketball results over the weekend. The LSU women get a big road SEC win yesterday over Ole Miss. I actually was watching some of that game in the middle of the NFL action. Um, Here's the thing that LSU has done, man. Whether we like them, whether we don't like them, whether we're indifferent, which they're kind of polarizing. I don't know how anyone could be indifferent. They have changed the sport because yesterday you're traveling to take on Ole Miss and Ole Miss is 11 and three coming in. They're not in the top 25. They're average. They're run of the mill SEC team. Their gym was packed. Their crowd was rowdy and crazy. And LSU was clearly the villains. They were letting them have it all game long. And after the game, Ole Miss's women's basketball coach said openly, this is great for the sport. You know, we had a crazy environment, and they say when LSU's coming to town, the show's coming, and they bring it. It's like a touring rock band. LSU gets an 84-73 to win. Angel Reese at 21 points. Michaela Williams at 20 points. Uh, Flojay Johnson at 16. The Tigers do get the road victory, but it was crazy. I'm used to watching SEC women's basketball. The gym's half full. There's not a whole lot of energy, not a whole lot of vibe. That was like watching an NBA playoff game in terms of the environment and the atmosphere. The Lady Tigers are a traveling rock band, brother. Love them or hate them. They're good for the sport. They're good at bringing attention to themselves, and they get a big road win yesterday against Ole Miss. 
You had a days of uh, women basketball, college ranks playing uh, in front of, let's say, limited crowds. Those days are over. Uh, and you can see uh, on the bigger stage, but you also see it on the Nichols level. Yeah. They're getting more and more people. And yeah, you put a good product out there, people are going to go watch. Speaking of Nichols, kudos to them. The men and women's teams got victories this weekend on the road against Houston Christian. The women, uh, look, they just lined up and dominated HCU. Won from start to finish, controlled the game, bounced back, showed that their strong showing against Southeastern wasn't a fluke. They get an easy win on the road, taking care of business. I'll tell you the final score in just a second as my uh, my app loads the schedule. 73-55. Now, the men opened up conference play against HCU and also got a victory. And, Coach, they were down like 16 or 17 points in the second half and just battled back and chipped away, chipped away, forced overtime, went in overtime. Tomorrow the men are taking on Southeastern. A little later in the week, the women have New Orleans and then Lamar. Um, exciting teams, man. Both of those teams are playing with great energy. Coach Sadler doing a great job with the men. Coach Payne doing a great job with the women. If you're in the surrounding area and you're looking for something to do on a Thursday, Saturday, or a Monday, go watch those teams play. Big, big, big result. Anytime you could go on the road and win in the Southlands, great. Colonels did it for both the men and the women on Saturday. Big wins. Who I hope he's not listening. But, you know, when uh, Coach Salad was hired, uh, people out there were kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that hire. Turtle came on here, and he was one of the first ones I heard says, look, this is a great hire because Turtles, and you also involved, y'all involved in that program. Yeah. And y'all knew the guy. And y'all were both saying that uh, it's going to be a good hire. And a lot of people were, uh, didn't know. But uh, kudos to you two guys. Y'all uh, y'all hit that one. Yeah, man. Out Look, the park. Coaches with a lot of energy, with a lot of passion. And then the one thing that I like the most about Coach Sadler is, look, he's He's 27, 28 years old. He, he, he's young. He, he's very, very young for the position that he has. But he has a calmness about him despite that youth that I think the team never panics. And you see it. Your first Southland Conference road game, you're down almost 20 and you just keep chipping away. also want to give an attaboy to somebody on the nickel side of things because we don't see stories like this often. But when they happen, and especially when it involves a local kid, we're super proud and we got to shout it out. Quinn Strander, an E.D. White guy, was a walk-on at Nichols, who really mm -hmm. the first several years of his career was a walk-on. Didn't play unless it was a blowout, whatever. He's now a rotation guy. He played 17 minutes on Saturday, had six points, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal, made four big free throws. That's a guy that you coached against when he was at E.D. White. Um, it's always fun when you see those dudes that just start out at the bottom and slowly chip away, chip away, chip away. Now he's a part of what they do and was a – had a hand in them getting a win. That's awesome to see, man. The local guy working his way up, and now he's getting some regular minutes for the Colonels. Yeah, Quinn Strander, uh, when he was at E.D. White, uh, every time you talk about them when you're playing them, don't leave them open. Don't you, you need to be in his face, in his back pocket. You can't let him get the ball in space because he was just a tremendous shooter, and it's good uh, good to see him producing on, on the, the college ranks, put his time in. And now he's getting uh, rotation minutes. That's awesome to see. It is awesome to see. Um, you know, looking at some of the other things that are going on there um, in college sports, 
and and the NCAA basketball side. LSU shocked me this weekend, man. Look, I I was not aboard the LSU basketball train. Thought it would be a long conference schedule. Thought we would struggle and, you know, not really have a whole lot of success. I say we, like, I'm still at the school, but I'm an alum. Uh, You open up SEC play against Texas A&M, who would come in 9-4. and They were heavily favored in Las Vegas. LSU actually goes on the road and beats the snot out of Texas A&M. 68 to 53. Um, there are a lot of folks that are wondering about Matt McMahon. Is he the right guy? Is he not the right guy? And he has added pressure on him because of what Will Wade's doing at McNeese. But when you open SEC play as an 11 and a half point underdog and you go on the road and you win by 15, you're getting better. A for one. And B, Jalen Cook coming back to this lineup has made this roster complete. LSU is starting to play some good ball. This That was a big, big, very impressive win for them against A&M. Now we got to see if they could carry it forward and sustain that success. But at least for one day, Coach McMahon and the staff impressed and turned some heads, man. They get a big win. That's Anytime you win on the road in the SEC, it's good, much less a double-digit win on the road. That was an impressive showing from the Tigers. Yeah, and just realize it's still kind of rebuilding. Uh, if they get NIT... Or they can, if they can get if they can get in the NCAA tournament, that is huge for that program this year. I, I think NIT, yes, uh, NCAA, who knows? But if they can get in there, I think that does a tremendous job in the rebuild process. I, I would take yeah, I would take NIT for sure. I, I would be very satisfied and thrilled if that were something that came to fruition. Now. Did you see what LeBron James said this weekend? Probably not. I know you said you kind of tune him out. Did not. So, and I really shouldn't be talking too, too much trash because the Lakers did beat my Clippers last night, but the Lakers are a bit of a mess. They're 18 and 19. Uh, There already talks about, you know, Darvin Ham's on the hot seat and he's going to get fired. And LeBron James said this weekend, one of the most ridiculous things that I think that I've ever heard him say, and that's saying a lot because he said a lot of ridiculous things in his career. They were asking about asking him about his son, Bronny James, who plays for Southern California, just returned after the cardiac arrest incident. And they asked LeBron how Bronny would fit on the Lakers right now. And LeBron answered and said, oh, you know, he could play with us right now. There's no question. <laughs> like, he could be a rotation man. Like, he could play with us right oh. now. Bronny James, mind you, at the collegiate level right now, is averaging 6.7 points per game and is not starting for a Southern California team that is 8-7 and seven and is not any good. So either A, LeBron James is delusional, oh. or B, he's trying to poo-poo on his teammates and say, hey, we're so bad, of course Bronny could help us. Either way, it doesn't need to be said, brother. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, of course he could play. He can't even play at USC. Yeah talking about he's going to play with the Lakers, man. Just learn when to close your mouth sometimes. He can't. He can't. He's it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous statement. Did you see that Draymond Green is out of NBA jail and uh, is returning with the Warriors after a 12-game suspension? Draymond Green reportedly... (laughs) These guys are ridiculous, man. Reportedly... 
said this, and look, he said this on his podcast. He's probably trying to get clicks. He's probably trying to get ratings, whatever, just saying stuff. But he said that right in the initial aftermath of his suspension for punching Yusef Nurkic in the face, he said, I told Adam Silver, this is too much for me. This is too much. It's becoming too much. I'm going to retire. You're gonna you're making a very rash decision, and I won't let you do that, Adam told him back. Adam Silver, that is, told him back in response. And then Draymond added, we had a long, great conversation. It was very helpful to me. I'm very thankful to play in a league with a commissioner like Adam, who's more about helping you than hurting you, helping you rather than punishing you. He's more about the players. Only Draymond Green <laughs> could turn punching someone in the face unnecessarily into a poor me, I'm being wrong, this is too much for me, I'm going to retire comment. I don't like the Warriors, I never have. I'm the first one that's going to admit that's jealousy. They used to beat Harden and the Rockets in the playoffs. That's the reason why I don't like them. You at one time were a Draymond Green guy. You've got to be off the bandwagon now. Oh, yeah, dude he's out of control. I, if he, Adam Silva should have, when he made that comment, should have pressed a button uh, to a secretary. Oh, uh, can you draft up the papers for retirement <laughs> and present them to him? Here you go. Retire. He needed counseling to before he could get back to play. Can you imagine being in that room? Counseling. Bro, I, look, I'm 36. Confession, I've never been in a fight. I've never punched anybody with malicious intent other than just messing around. He needed counseling to try to prevent him from choking people out during games. Counseling to prevent him from getting frustrated and punching a dude in the face. I don't know that counseling is what you need, bro. I think you need to just stop being a jackass. Can you imagine a counselor telling him something he don't like? Yeah. Get choked out. Oh, so he's reportedly coming back to the Warriors, who are not very good this year. They're 17 and 19. They made a trade, got Chris Paul. It's not working. Chris Paul's now out six weeks with a broken hand. So we'll see. He's in the first season of a four-year, $100 million contract. Um, but, boy, he's uh, he almost retired. Oh, man, this is too much. This is so, Oh, it's so hard being me. Give me a break, dude. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the Pelicans beating the Sacramento Kings. Huge win. Big win yesterday. I, I, I'll see in the, um, in the article the Pelicans led – by as many as 50 points. Did they? Uh, so I'm looking at the box score to see uh, how many points they scored in overtime because I'm sure the game would have had to go in overtime. <laughs> Did they line up in the victory <clears throat> formation and shoot an unexpected three-pointer to run up the score on Sacramento? Or no, they- but I know some teams that do. <laughs> <laughs> Zion Williamson um, actually didn't play yesterday. So maybe that's why New Orleans played so well and won. Now I got to go see. Oh, he, oh, my bad. I know why he didn't play. Because when the Clippers were kicking their ass on Friday, he left the game yeah, injured hurt. with, with a, a, a contusion, a quadriceps contusion. So yeah, he was out, and, and you still won by 33 without him. So what does that say about the actual value there, right? Now they got the Golden State Warriors on national television Wednesday. Something tells me that quad is healing up. As we speak for the national TV game, and my guy's going to be out there for that one. Something tells me. Oh, man. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the NFL playoff matchups. We've got some doozies, dude. It's going to be a really fun weekend ahead. 
My Cowboys get the two seed. I'll brag a little bit about that, though I'm not excited about their playoff matchup. Brag now. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa wants you to join them for the Start of Something New sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It's a grand new year, so get a great deal on your new dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Whether you live in New Orleans or New Roads, Cheneyville or Lake Charles, agriculture makes a big difference in your daily life. That's why the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is here to protect our precious food supply chain at the local, state and national levels. Become a part of our grassroots network. Visit LAFarmBureau.org to join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Join the Hot Sauce Express weekdays on the Raging Cajun. Tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet, the Hot Sauce Express. And it's all brought to you in part by Later of the Sea General Hospital and Golden Motors. Don't forget, that's the Hot Sauce Express weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on the Raging Cajun. Kelly B. 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hey, that's the song of the tribal chief who's going to be taking on The Rock soon coming up on some WWE TV. Looking forward to that, seeing where they go there. We're going to have to get The Rock music. If you smile! Yeah, we sure do. I need to get LA Knight's music. I need to get uh, Babut to plug that in for him. I'm going to send him some songs today. It's play-by-play. We want to thank... Gage, if you're listening. (laughs) Yeah! Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Oh, boy, they were fired up Friday, man. In their locker room, they were were having a good time. I know that you missed those post-game pep talks. Um, NFL got their playoff schedule released. And, uh, by the way, thanks to Cornell Scott for joining us earlier in the show, and thanks to you all for listening. Looking out the window, the bad weather's still a little ways away, so we're going to actually be able to uh, get home safe and everything before the uh, fin knocks on our door. In the NFC, we've got three matchups. In the AFC, we've got three matchups. Let's start with the AFC. We've got the Cleveland Browns, who will be taking on the Houston Texans Saturday at 3.30 on NBC. Then 
we got Saturday night, what I think is going to be a really fun game between the Miami Dolphins, who will be traveling to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. That one will be on Peacock. I'm about to rant about that in just a second. Sunday, the Steelers will be traveling to take on the Buffalo Bills at noon on CBS. I don't think that's a very intriguing matchup. I think Buffalo's going to beat the hell out of Pittsburgh. But anyway, that's Sunday at noon. Sunday at 3.30 on Fox, you got the Green Bay Packers traveling to take on my Dallas Cowboys. Sunday night at 7.15 on NBC, you got the Rams traveling to take on Detroit. Big storylines there. Matt Stafford going back to Detroit, to Detroit. That'll be a fun one. And then Monday night, you got the Eagles, who are a mess, traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. That'll be on ESPN, 7 o'clock. Um, which matchup are you most looking forward to? For me, obviously, you know, Cowboys and Packers, but I'll throw that one. I'll put that out to the side. Miami and Kansas City, I think, is going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing C.J. Stroud on the playoff stage, but he's facing a really good Browns defense. Dude, Cleveland with Joe Flacco has actually been really good. You would have thought Joe Flacco would pull him out of the closet. He's playing well. That one will be exciting. I love me some early round playoff action. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be glued to the TV Saturday, Sunday, Monday. These are some very exciting and very intriguing games. Which one stands out the most to you? The Dolphins and the Chiefs. Because the Dolphins, pretty much most of the year, everyone that did or team, they, I mean, put up with 60-something, whatever, against Denver. Like <clears throat> The Dolphins, they, they're the team. And uh, they hit a little low. I mean, they, they kind of they lost a few games. And now, man, they got to play the – they got to go to Kansas City and, and, and play the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are scary because all year – Okay, you got all year. The Dolphins are the team. On the other hand, the Chiefs are not the Chiefs anymore. They're not, they're not good, this and that. And they're at home. That's a tough game for the Dolphins. Very tough. Very, very tough. I think that that's going to be a big-time matchup. It sucks that it's on Peacock, man. And look, I I have Peacock, so I'm not having to buy anything or whatever. But, dude, it, that's trash. Whenever a game's on Fox or CBS or ESPN or whatever, here's what we do. We're, we're, we're guys. We all do the same thing. And the gals who listen, who watch, probably all do the same thing, too. When the game goes to commercial, well, then, all right, let's say I'm watching a game on Fox. During the commercial, I'll put it on CBS to see the score there. Then I'll put it on ESPN to see the score Absolutely. of the college basketball game there. Then I'll go to ESPN to see the score there. Then, you know, hey, if Mama's family's playing on CMT, I'll put it on there and I'll watch a little bit of that. But when the game's on Peacock, every time you would want to, quote, change the channel, you got to close the app. Then you got to put back, oh, this is brutal. And that's in addition to the fact that if you don't have it, you got to buy it. And, and I don't like where we're headed, dude. Buddy talked about this about a month ago. In 10 years from now, the playoff games are going to be on Peacock, Paramount Plus, ESPN Plus, and you're going to have to like pay money to watch this stuff, and that to me sucks, man. Like Saturday at seven fifteen, I'm going to watch the Chiefs and the Dolphins, but it's not the same if you can't channel surf. And I don't want to be stuck on Peacock for three straight hours, man. That's brutal, and that that sucks that that game is only on on the streaming service. And, and last week wasn't the Michigan Alabama game and. The semifinals games on ESPN. If people don't have cable, they could they 
Couldn't watch. Couldn't watch. I mean, that's, that's, that's right. Look, ridiculous. Right now, um, DirecTV subscribers don't have access to CBS. I know several DirecTV customers who just couldn't watch the Saints game yesterday. That sucks, man. Like, that sucks. We got to get this TV stuff figured out, man. It's a mess. And sometimes the streaming service is not very good. Oh, so, yeah. That, so, Saturday, maybe the best game of the whole weekend, the game that folks are looking forward to the most, if you don't have a Peacock su- subscription, you just won't be able to watch it. You, that's that's ridiculous. That, yeah, that is ridiculous. My Cowboys are going to be at home taking on Green Bay. Put them on Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Cowboys have played Green Bay in the playoffs a lot of times in the last few years, and ain't won none of them. Jordan Love this year is starting to play at a more high level. Green Bay's starting to run the ball at Aaron Jones, and they're starting to play better. His game scares the hell out of mm. me, man. I'm not all that confident. Look, Las Vegas is. Las Vegas is the Cowboys as a big favorite. They are the second biggest favorite in the playoffs coming in. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm worried about this game. Jordan Love is playing well. The Cowboys historically are not that big game type of team. He, I would have rather play the Rams. I would have rather play the Eagles. I would have rather play the Bucks. I'm nervous playing Green Bay, dude. Just being honest, I, that one scares the hell out of me. What happens, Mike McCarthy, if Cowboys lose this game? Here's the thing, man. I think Mike McCarthy's really good. Uh, he gets a he gets a bad reputation. He he messes up the clock sometimes and does some crazy things sometimes. In the last three years, you're twelve and five every year. So you do that math. You're thirty six and fifteen in your last three years. I think the dude does a great job. I think he should be safe. But we know who the boss over there yeah. is. And if they lose on Sunday, he might not be safe. And he might be searching for the latest in the – that's – he could very well be coaching for his position. I don't think he should have that's to be. crazy. But he very well could be coaching for his position. Now, the conspiracy theorists out there are saying that the Lions are going to get past the Rams, the Cowboys are going to beat Green Bay, and then we'll have the big rematch of the report gate game between the Cowboys and the Lions back in Jerry World. If you're a conspiracy theorist – guy who says that they write a script for all the games, wouldn't you want to see that one again? That would be a fun matchup in round two of the playoffs. Dallas and Detroit, a rematch of that great game we got a couple not, a couple weeks ago. And it wouldn't shock me this time around the Cowboys would blow, blow them, them out. out. I would I would I was just about to say that's not a game that I fear. Yep. That's not a game that I fear. What the hell is wrong with Philadelphia? Dallas yesterday needed to win to win their division or have an Eagles loss. The Eagles were playing the Giants. Everybody just assumed, okay, you got you to gotta win. The Eagles lined up and got blown out in New York. The Eagles enter the playoffs having lost five of six. Their last three games are comeback win against the Giants at home, home loss to Arizona, and blowout loss at New York. Jalen Hurts has something wrong with like his hand yesterday. He got like a finger or something broken. Now they're heading into a matchup with Tampa, who I don't think is very good, but you're going to their place. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa beats them because the Eagles look broken to me right now. Dude, something's wrong. Like something is 
drastically wrong with this team right now. Yeah, and they better find out quick. If not, oh, my God. That was a serious drop-off. But, man, I love watching the Eagles play for one reason. Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. That He is an animal on that offensive line. And you, you just watch him. It, it, it's amazing. Some of the things, he, he can move for his size. He gives it all he got. Did, did, did you see your, your gal at the Golden Globes yesterday, Taylor? Swift? No, no. So the, the guy's doing a monologue, um, the host, I don't remember who the host was, some, some comedian, and he says, uh, well, as you know, the Golden Globes are following an NFL game today because they came on after the, the Bears and the Packers on CBS. We're following an NFL game today, but of course, they're, gonna, they're going to show Taylor Swift more at the NFL game than we're going to show her tonight at the Golden Globes. They panned to a picture of Taylor in the crowd. She was pissed. Uh, she was not happy with being the butt oh. of the joke. So uh will be interesting to see if she's there at the playoff game on Peacock. Yeah, let me ask you this. I know Truck, uh, down the line, maybe talking about video and the play-by-play mm-hmm. play and all, and people would have just seen this. When you were saying that little story, why you were holding up your hand like you were holding a mic when you got a microphone, right? I, I, will, I, don't know, I don't even know what I'm doing, dude. It's like Ricky Bobby. What, what do I do with my hands? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. So looking at the Vegas lines, the Browns are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Houston. The Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Miami. Dallas is seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Green Bay. The Bills a ten-point favorite against the Steelers. The Lions are a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Rams, and the Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Bucks. And if you're a Ooh. if you're a weather guy, um, Texans are in a dome. The Chiefs and Dolphins, 19 degrees. I don't think that's good for Miami. Uh, 19 degrees. And then listen to this: Bills and Steelers, 30 degrees and snowing. So prepare mm. for a snow game there. And then the rest of the games are in. A and dome. you mentioned earlier: Are you a favor? Uh, are you a believer in the Browns? Yes, I am. I think they got a really good defense. I think that Flacco's going to not screw it up. And uh, I, I think that they're a dark horse Experience. to win the whole thing experience at a quarterback position. Yeah, I think that they're a dark horse to win the whole thing. I really do. I, I also think that right now, Buffalo's the best team. Buffalo yesterday played like duty and still went on the road and beat Miami. And they outgained Miami 473 to 275. If Josh Allen could just stop turning over the damn ball every possession, I think that they would be in a great spot. We made all the jokes about the Madden curse and blah, blah, blah. The Bills, I think, are, are in a great position to make a run. Re- I really believe that. I think they might be the best team. Yeah, they, they turn things around. And uh, if the Dolphins can get by the first-round game, see what happens. So let, let's assume for a second. Okay, let's assume, and, and we're up against it. It's past 1 o'clock. Let's assume the Dolphins beat the Chiefs. They would likely p- play the Ravens in the next game, and then Buffalo would pl- likely play the winner between Cleveland and Houston uh, if they beat Pittsburgh. Dude, Dolphins and Ravens, that would be that would be fun, man. That Like, they yep. just got done. That'd be a whole lot of fun. Then on the other side of things, the 49ers get the bye. Let's assume Dallas wins. Then they would play likely the winner, but no, they likely play Detroit. That would be fun. Then you'd maybe have Eagles, 49ers. Can the Eagles go? I don't it's going to be a fun couple of weeks. It's going to be a very fun couple of weeks seeing how this shakes out. But we got to put a pin in it. It's 103, and it's, it's I've gone past my time. We thank everybody for listening. Tomorrow we're going to be back. Um, 
y'all please stay safe don't do anything crazy in that bad weather it's coming uh get off the roads get back home with your families and all that good stuff tomorrow's play-by-play will be a doozy and we can't wait for it have a wonderful rest of the day god bless love you guys you're listening to kleb 1600 am and k274 de 102.7 fm golden meadow